Hello, and thank you for joining us today. This is Victoria Schnepps, and I'm here with my dear friend, Geraldo Rivera. Hi, everybody. Welcome. This is Straight Talk, health and wellness brought to you by HIPAAvideo.net. You know Geraldo from his Emmy award-winning television career. You might not know it, but he's also an attorney, an advocate, and a world-renowned journalist. I'm honored to have him co-host this podcast with me. The world has changed. Although telemedicine has been available, the use of it has exploded. We're delighted to be brought to you today by HIPAA Video. Thank you, Vicki. Great to be here with you. I'm thrilled to be uh, helping you uh, co-host this weekly podcast. In each episode, we'll bring you straight talk from doctors, nutritionists, and newsmakers on issues that are critical to your health and wellness. I want to tell you first uh, how Vicki and I met. I remember almost a half century ago how the two of us and a great gang of moms and activists worked together to help move the world on how people with disabilities live their lives. Today, there are challenges, again, just to stay alive and well. We'll present some powerful opportunities to learn about health and wellness. With this series, we'll present some powerful ideas to change your lives as well. Well, yes, Geraldo, it has been a lifetime ago when we met, and I was marching and advocating for my daughter, Lara, at Willowbrook. You put the spotlight on the problem, and we're continuing to make changes today. And now, with this powerful podcast, our program is brought to you by HIPAAvideo.net, the company that has revolutionized the way to bring you professional services right into your home, through your phone or your computer. Vito Lamonico is president and managing partner of HIPAAvideo.net. First, Vicki, I just wanted to thank you for the opportunity to talk about our platform, especially in the midst of this COVID pandemic. So that's the first thing. And to give you a little background, so HIPAAvideo.net was designed with cost effectiveness and HIPAA compliance as a primary focus. And by the way, we take HIPAA compliance very seriously from, you know, encryption all the way to rules and procedures. Some companies claim they do, but we definitely do. So as far as the platform is concerned, it's very simple to use. A healthcare professional goes in, a doctor, a healthcare professional, sets up his own profile. Subsequent to that, he'll set up his patient's profile, or he can import 100 or 200 patients along with their email address. Uh, and then he'll go to his calendar, set up an appointment with the patient. The patient will get a link uh, right before the appointment. Uh, if they're a first-time user as a patient, they'll be asked to double authenticate, which means they'll get a text message with a code. They'll enter their code, and they simply click on the link, and they're in the virtual room and in their appointment with the doctor. Subsequent to that, future appointments, all the patient has to do is click the link, um, and they're in. So that's it. It's pretty simple to use. Um, uh, we're big on HIPAA compliance. You know, for 25 bucks a month, uh, we think it's a no-brainer for any healthcare organization or professional to use. And uh, Craig can go into a little more about the product features and, and customer service if you'd like. I'd like to introduce Craig Waldrop, who is the vice president. Uh, the companies both support 
and product knowledge. So you are the expert in the town right now in terms of actually putting this into play. Can you tell us about some experiences uh, people have had using the platform? Uh, yes, of course. Thank you, Vicki, so much. Um, our, our clients who are utilizing HIPAA video are looking for a system that's easy to use, something that's secure, and also something that their clients can say, you know, it was, it was really a pleasant experience. So HIPAA video gives that, the, the doctor the opportunity to create an appointment very seamlessly, send a link to the patient, and they join from, you know, their phone or their computer. So with that being it said, we also, because my side is customer support, we have a lot of great feedback from people saying, you know, it was so nice to finally talk to somebody on the phone. We have many clients contacting us saying, I tried to submit a request for help and nobody's called me back, but they always get a live person from HIPAA video. And the other side of the coin are the people who actually use the service because it's got to be customer serve, you know, friendly, not just for your clients who are tend right. to be the professionals. Absolutely. Have you had some experience with them? Can you share some feedback you've gotten from people who've gone on the platform with a physician or with a therapist or with someone who uh, is holding the, the certificate of your company? Well, not only do we uh, work with providers and, and even their staff, even clients, patients themselves call us. And we're always happy to help assist them too, because you do have people who maybe they're not technical savvy. Um, they do uh, follow the steps, but maybe they run into a, a gap where their internet uh, was an issue, or perhaps their their computer was uh, uh, not set up with a camera. We're happy to work with anyone, and the patients that call us are, are you know very happy to hear that they can call somebody and get that help. Yeah, we have, if I can cut in for a second, Craig, we have a particular customer, and most, of, not most, all of our patients are geriatric patients, and these are people that barely turn on their computer. And uh, I remember three or four weeks ago, I saw an email from one of the patients that said, wow, I can't believe how easy this is to use. I just click on this blue link, and I'm in a meeting with my doctor. So we, you know, again, we design this with simplicity in mind, with cost effectiveness and HIPAA compliance. Those are the primary goals, and I think we achieved them. I think it's one of the easiest platforms to use on the market, most cost-effective, and guaranteed it's completely HIPAA compliant from beginning to end. Well, I think, you know, you are a good spokesperson for your company. HIPAAvideo.net is the uh, actual way people can get more details at your website. And I thank you both, Vito and Craig, for being with us today. Thank you, Vicki. We appreciate the opportunity. Thank My you, pleasure. Welcome, Dr. Joel Student. Dr. Joel Student is a renowned plastic surgeon, and I'm so delighted that he's here today on Straight Talk Health and Wellness, brought to you by HIPAAvideo.net. So, Dr. Student, I hear you're one of their great clients at HIPAA Video. Yes, I use it, and it's, it's very convenient, that's for sure. You don't have to worry about... Uh running into HIPAA problems and confidentiality problems when you speak to patients. Well, I think that's been a big piece of their success is that they're HIPAA compliant and they're also simple to use. Have you found that to be true? Yeah, it's very easy to use. And uh, especially now with the whole COVID crisis where telemedicine has become a much more prominent part of medical practice, um, you know, maintaining that automatically 
is really very convenient. You don't, you don't really want to be FaceTiming and texting people because those are not HIPAA compliant modalities. And uh, you could find yourself in a situation where your communications hacked and somebody's personal information all of a sudden is public. And that's certainly not something you want. So when you are uh, contacting a patient, what kinds of circumstances as a plastic surgeon have you found it helpful? I mean, obviously we are in this crazy world of pandemic times, but ordinarily, I don't know if we can get back to ordinary in the next year or so, but how would you use that uh, platform? Well, there are two levels to answering that question. The first is you have to remember that um, plastic surgery is heavy constructive surgery as well as cosmetic surgery. People confuse cosmetic surgery and plastic surgery as interchangeable words. And while plastic surgeons do cosmetic surgery, you know, we do babies with craniofacial and cleft lips. We do burns. We do cancer reconstruction. We do accidents. And so we're doing a lot of reconstructive surgery. But um, now that, you know, we say that plastic surgeons are doing very necessary work, just the same as general surgeons and urologists and head and neck surgeons and, you know, surgeons that are doing cancer and accidents, um, even cosmetic surgery is surgery. And so, you know, you've got somebody that's got confidential information. You've not broken that confidentiality as long as you keep the uh, the platform that you're speaking to them on secure. And so whether it's cosmetic surgery or regular surgery, it's still surgery. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, are you using it for post-surgery to be able to see the patient's healing process? How are you, uh, you know, using it on a regular basis? Well, this has really saved me a lot of trips to the office because what will happen is you'll have a patient call you up and patients don't know what they're looking at. Uh, you know, they'll think that something's very serious. That's very normal. And in the past mm-hmm. we used to have to run to the office and double check because you would have the patient's description and what the patient described and what the actual situation is can be very, very different. And so it saves you a lot of trips. You know, if you, if you're conscientious as a physician, it doesn't take much to say, well, you better meet me in the office for me to check because I want to make sure there's nothing serious going on. Well, this has cut my office runs in the middle of the night down by 75 or 80 percent because you wow. can take a quick look on the platform and see instantly that what the patient is describing is completely normal. On the other hand, it might be something that you have to see immediately, and you'll know that right away as well. I mean, one picture is worth a thousand words is as true here as anything else, if not more so. (laughs) That's the mantra in my media outlets. You know, we own 72 media outlets, and my uh, ruling to my reporters is, a picture is worth a thousand words. Cut your words. (laughs) So in my media, too, in my world, uh, we get it about pictures. Thank you so much. This is Dr. Joel Student, who is a renowned practicing plastic surgeon and cosmetic surgeon, correct? Correct. And we are both happy to have heard from you today and learn more about dealing with what we are dealing with, a pandemic situation that we hope will be settling off. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being with us. Hi, Tom. Congressman Tom Swasey. So glad Hello, to Vicky. You. 
Thanks for having me on. Well, you know, we are very delighted that this HIPAAvideo.net has asked me to create a program on health and wellness with Geraldo Rivera. And so uh, knowing your tremendous involvement as a public servant, Tom, for is it your whole life? I mean, you grew up. Did you a long time, a long time. I sent you a picture of your grandfather. Did you get that photo? That yeah, I got that. That was my uncle. It was my uncle. uncle. My uncle. Yeah. So, so time. there couldn't be a more timely topic because of everything that's going on with the coronavirus right now. It's really forcing us to look at some of the problems that exist, many problems that exist with our current healthcare system. Uh, we see all the people that are uh, vulnerable to the coronavirus, not just because of their age or their disability, but we see issues with income and race and access. And that's why uh, things like telemedicine are becoming so important because people uh, can get services in the safety of their own home uh, by using things like telemedicine. Uh, what do you see happening now, Tom? Is there a testing going on? Is there money for that? What is your vision of what's, what can be over these next months and year? Well, when looking at coronavirus, you have to look at two separate uh, parts. One is healthcare, and the second is economics. On the healthcare side, you have to look at prevention, 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 testing, 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 treatment, and vaccinations. Prevention is important. That's why we have to do the social distancing. That's why the people are staying home. That's why the businesses were shut down. That's why people, when we reopen, have to wear masks and continue to wash their hands and face because our system can't possibly ha- handle all these people getting sick at once. That's why we have to prevent. We have to flatten the curve because we can't handle everybody getting sick at once. If there was a treatment, it wouldn't be a problem. It would be like every other disease. Someone gets sick, you go to the doctor, you get treated, you get better. You, you go through a rough patch, but you get better. Well, we don't know what the treatment is yet. So prevention is number one on the agenda. Number two is testing. We need to test people both with symptoms. We need to test people that have been exposed to the coronavirus or people with the coronavirus, even though they have no symptoms because they could be spreading the disease, not even knowing they have it. And we need to test people that have been sick already and have recovered because they have antibodies in their system and they may be less likely of getting sick. We can't say they're immune, but they're less likely of getting sick. So prevention and testing. Then you have treatment. We don't know what the treatment's going to be yet. Is it remdesivir? Is it hydrochloroquine? Is it some of these home remedies people talk about? You have to drink hot water. You have to drink hot fluids. You have to breathe in steam. Nobody knows what the answer is. So the great minds of the United States and of the world are going to all be competing right now to figure out who's got the best way of treating this disease. Because not only will it save lives, but people are going to make a lot of money if they can figure out the way to, to find this treatment to, to save people. And lastly, with healthcare, you need a vaccine. And they're working on a vaccine right now. The first bill that Congress passed was to put $3 billion towards developing a vaccine. And we all hope, we can't promise it, we all hope that there'll be a vaccine by the end of this year. Uh, but we don't know that yet. The second part you need to look at is economics. Yes. When looking at economics, you need to look at not only people that are individually suffering, they're on unemployment, uh, they look, need these stimulus checks, they need to apply for unemployment insurance, but the system is so much bureaucracy, can't possibly handle all these claims at once. It's all backlogged. Uh, But then you have to look at small businesses. So many small businesses are choking right now. Half the restaurant businesses in my district will probably go out of business. Uh, These families are suffering every single day. And they're saying, reopen, reopen, reopen. But if we reopen too quickly and people get sick again, then the economy will really die. And people will really lose confidence in, in the systems that we have. Then the stock market will really crash. 
then people will really have no confidence in their government. So we have to be careful about how we reopen and do it in a smart way. And then you need to look at the big businesses. You need to look at the economy as a whole. You need to look at infrastructure. We need to look at hospitals. You know, when they first handed out the money from Washington, D.C., under the Senate bill, $30 billion went out. Texas got Texas hospitals got more money than New York City hospitals, even though Texas hospitals had only 2.5% of the cases at the time, and New York City had 38% of the cases. So how does that make sense? So we got a, a provision in the last bill to make sure that some of the money, a $10 billion pot, was distributed based upon the rate of infection, not population, not Medicare data, but rate of infection. As a result, New York State and New York City hospitals got the large preponderance of that money, for over $4 billion of that $10 billion. And now we've got a new bill that we're passing in Congress today, and we have to negotiate with the Senate to help the state of New York and the city of New York and Long Island get money based upon the rate of infection, because we are the epicenter. We, I have three of the five hardest hit counties in America, uh, Nassau, Suffolk, and Queens, and we need to get money from the federal government. Uh, but So we got a lot of work to do, healthcare and economics. You have to balance the two. We want to reopen. We're anxious to reopen, and we're also anxious about reopening. So we've got to balance these two things together. Well, you know, our podcast is at New World, a new world. I'm a Zoomer. And you're a Zoomer, and we're podcasting. There's a little, that's the golden Have you found any golden side to the coin that's a good side during this pandemic? Oh, there's a lot of great signs. Yeah, I mean, we, I really have been talking about it a lot lately. Number one is we've proven that if we all work together, we can flatten the curve. But that means we can do anything if we all work together. We can solve any problem if we all work on it together. Uh, so, you know, we have the immediacy of death and sickness forcing us to do this one. But in reality, it can help us to cure any problem we have in our country or our world. If we all work together, we put aside Democrat, Republican, rich, poor, black, white. We all work together. We can solve any problem that's out there. Uh, it's been great to spend time more with my family, quite frankly. My wife and I uh, uh, are home with our three children. I'm in Washington, D.C. right now. I'm actually anxious to go back and see my kids and have dinner. Well, I'm not going to have it tonight, but... Tomorrow, have dinner together. And, uh, you know, we watch uh, shows together, play games together. And uh, it's really a, a great opportunity. Instead of spending all this time traveling back and forth to Washington, D.C. and going out to a million events, I save a lot, more, a lot of time because I can do them over Zoom. And I've got some more free time to spend with my family. So that's a great asset. Plus, my kids who are 25 and 21 and 17 can't go out. So they got to stay home with us. <laughs> yeah, got them captured. I love it. <laughs> but we're all enjoying it very much. And we're seeing things that would be particular to the industry that you're concerned about, which is this telemedicine idea, where it's becoming very normal and very natural for people to do Zoom calls. And telemedicine is nothing more than that. It's talking to your doctor over the telephone, which we've all done, which I've certainly done even during the coronavirus. I uh, thought that I had the coronavirus early on. I probably did. Uh, but I had a conversation with a doctor. I never got the test done, but I probably had it. I lost my sense of smell and I had headaches and had uh, a dry cough, never got a fever though. Uh, but I've talked to doctors over the phone, but now you can do the Zoom call. And it's perfectly natural for people to be doing audio and visual calls with other people for important things. And medicine is a great way that we can get access for people who wouldn't normally have access to their doctor because they're living too far away. It's too hard for them to leave their house. Uh, it's they're afraid of going out because of the weather or because of they're afraid of the coronavirus. Uh, so telemedicine is really the opportunity for the future 
for people in the remotest parts of our country and the world to get access to the greatest doctors in the world. So there's so much that can be done utilizing technology, and uh, this is a great platform to do it. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. And HIPAAvideo.net is grateful for your input and for your knowledge and for sharing where you are. Just stay safe, Tom, and keep on doing what you do. Thank okay, you. Vicki. Thanks so much. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Geraldo, have you been using telemedicine yourself? You know, that's interesting, Vicki, because with the pandemic, uh, telemedicine is now becoming all the rage here in Cleveland with the Cleveland Clinic and University Hospitals, uh, you know, two great medical institutions. They've all gone to telemedicine for a lot of different reasons. Uh, you know, it gets the word out. It's so much less expensive, so much wear, uh, less wear and tear on the patient and the doctors. So it's cost effective. It's really a great way to get uh, a doctor and a, and a patient speaking with one another in intimate circumstances, privacy, uh, good advice without the wear and tear of a personal visit. So uh, I think telemedicine is all the rage. Well, I know that you have been used to traveling the globe. Um, what are you doing now that the world has all slowed down? You know, the world certainly has shrunk my world and your world and everyone's world. Uh, we don't travel much. We live in Cleveland, Ohio. I have my television studio here in my home. Uh, so I do my Fox News uh, appearances from here. And then we do the radio show also from home. Eric and I, uh, Erica, my wife and I uh, co-host the radio show together. Uh, you know, we're having a lot of fun doing it. We don't agree on very much, but uh, we agree that we love each other. Well, listen, that's what makes for good television. That makes for good radio. That makes for good journalism. Exactly. If we all thought the same thing, life would not be very interesting. And I know you keep life interesting. Thank you so much for being with me. I'm so grateful. And, you know, thank you for sharing your input and knowledge. This is Victoria Schnepps, Straight Talk, Health and Wellness. And thank you for tuning in. We've been brought to you by HIPAAvideo.net. Get more information by going to their website. Our podcast can be heard on schnepsbroadcasting.com and wherever podcasts are heard. Vicki Schnepps signing off. Bye now.